Hello and welcome to episode 109 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello, back again. We are back again, back in a very short period of time this time of course, doing our sort of special Fright Fest shows. Um, Of course this is unfortunately our last one. Um... The last of the three, of course, you guys should have definitely checked out the uh, the last two parts at this point, um, where we, of course, talked about all the films we saw on the Thursday and then half of the Friday. Um, so sort of six films already in the bag, and we've got another uh, three to talk about now. Um, so then, what are we yeah. calling this one? This is what? Part is three, The Podcast Lives? Yeah, something along those lines. Um, we'll, fi- we'll figure it out in the post. Um okay. But yeah, like unfortunately, we've only got three more films to talk about. Um, but yeah, let's let's do it. Um, hopefully, things will keep going. Of course, so the last episode uh, where we sort of started the Friday, um, we've already seen three movies at this point in the day. Of course, the uh, Fright Fest documentary. Um, we saw Braid, which was trippy as hell, um, and then we saw <laughs> Puppet Master, which was a lot of fun in the middle. Um, so yeah, what, craziness. What was what was next on the uh, on the agenda for the Friday? Uh, next, we had uh, the most assassinated woman in the world, mm. which was uh, one that we didn't really know much about going into, did we? Yeah, th- this was a weird one. Like th- this, along with Braid, especially on the Friday in particular, where, where it was just like, we know we're going to go see him because they were on the main screen. And uh, it, I, I remember thinking there wasn't really much that jumped out kind of on the Discovery screens. Um, plus, we were already going to see the Discovery uh, screens twice already that day. Um, so it was kind yeah, of I think that was of, one of our concerns as well. Yeah, right? we didn't want to just completely stray away from it. And of course, we had sort of valid reasons for the other two, especially. Um, so yeah, we were kind of just down for this, really, and not really knowing what it was about, other than that it was French. Um, yeah, I mean, it had a pretty cool trailer. You mm. know, I think the trailer is very well done. It um, is basically the opening monologue of the movie um, that kind of pretty concisely explains what the movie's about, which is good and kind of... You know, it had me. It had my interest peaked, definitely. Mm. Yeah, it was um, interesting how it is just kind of like the intro to the movie, really. Um, yeah, I think it's worth people checking out if they kind of are, um, you know, kind of not, you know, on the fence or don't really know, want to know something about it. The trailer does a good job of not spoiling crazy stuff, which is always good for us. Yeah, definitely. I, I really like this style of. Um, hopefully, like I would much rather more of this in the future. You know, these trailers where they do just kind of like pull an extended yeah. scene from a movie and just kind of show that as like a hey, this is you know, it's going to show you the tone of the movie and, and a lot of what the movie's about, but not necessarily kind of the, the, like I just don't like the way modern trailers are cut with the kind yeah, of jump cuts know, around and, and obviously like they'll show you parts of the end of the movie, but they'll they'll think oh by only showing it for a split second it won't spoil it, but it's like nope, like those. those <sighs> When you've watched as many trailers as what we have you can yeah. just tell like the amount of times we watch a trailer and we're like that's a final action scene like yeah. great like um, what, what went through their minds when they cut the don't breathe trailer where they're like well, yeah we're just gonna put that one second in uh, that reveals another character in a movie that only has three characters it's like that's ridiculous. okay um but yeah this one does it right yeah. uh the most assassinated woman in the world um is basically um our lead character um Paula Maxa is basically a leading lady in a Paris theatre, um, famous for being murdered on stage every night. Um, it's very much advertised as being kind of a biography um, slash kind of based on true events. Um, and kind of, you know, the, the story goes that she was kind of killed on stage over 10,000 times mm. in the over the over this kind of span of her career. Um 
which is very weird when you actually start watching the movie because the movie doesn't feel like it's based on true events. It feels very theatrical and over the top and mm. kind of, you know, I, I, I almost going into it knew this and then throughout the entire running time of the movie forgot that it was meant to be kind of this biography, you know, ba- somewhat based on true events kind of uh, film. Yeah, having now seen it, I'd be really curious to look up kind of what it was based upon, yeah. you know, how much of this was a reality. I, I guess like the kind of the, ho- the not the hotel, like the theater um, and the kind of the stage production and obviously the our main character was probably, you know, existed. Um, mm. I'm really curious how much of the actual plot of this movie, um, when we get kind of um, uh, Paula's backstory, um, yeah, interactions definitely. with, I can't remember what the male's character's name is. but Jean. Um, is it Jean? Um, yeah, yeah, like they're sort of back and forth. I'm curious if he was a real person who existed. Um, who the hell so yeah, knows, that's, man. that's definitely something that I would actually really want. We've to done our about. research on this one. Yeah, <laughs> but that was purposeful, um, though. Like, like as we oh, mentioned yeah, at definitely. the start of the show, really, where like I about this one of the main things about the show is kind of like obviously with with what we traditionally do doing one new movie a week it's kind of you know we have certain movies on our radar um a lot of which you know we've added from fright fest and mm. we we kind of keep an like a half eye on them to be like these are movies that we're aware of and once they're released these are ones we want to cover and so you kind of start to get a general idea of a lot of movies and obviously we try not to watch trailers um and like other stuff but you just get a sense of a certain few movies you know like even ones that are upcoming where it's like you know the nun or 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 other smaller releases like we know quite a bit about that movie and we haven't seen it yet um so going into a movie like this and and i think that was one of the wonderful things about fright fest is like yeah certainly for us this year we both made a conscious effort to go into these pretty much blind like we knew we were seeing them so why you know why engulf ourselves in in kind of knowing everything about the movies but it's still extremely hard to do like with the last few weeks when we've done you know caliber and and habit um and uh, the cured it was like you know the whole reason why their movies that we were covered it wasn't just because we kind of picked them out of thin air it was a case of like you read the synopsis yeah. or you hear you know oh it's a zombie movie oh it's this whereas going into this it's oh like, it's post-apocalyptic mike's yeah, gonna want to do that exactly whereas <laughs> this movie was like i just knew next to nothing and so sitting down in a screening for a movie that we're going to talk about in the show and see it on a big screen as well because the big screen releases are even more egregious of this of knowing like yeah. quite probably too much information going in just was like really refreshing like and you that can obviously go uh with a lot of these movies like even with braid and other stuff oh yeah um but obviously i think i i enjoyed this one certainly a lot more than braid and so yeah i think that was definitely a part of my experience of kind of not really knowing what the hell this movie was gonna be <laughs> um and then yeah the, the movie that we got um yeah i mean this this movie kind of um centers around john and basically he's a reporter doing a story on paula um and basically kind of the theater as a whole because there's a lot of protest going on and i'd imagine that's where the the, the kind of you know true life events come into play mm. um because people are aggressively protesting the theater's existence every every kind of customer that goes in um and they have kind of um i was trying to think of the name he's like a conquier isn't he kind of like a guy that's kind of greeting people into the theater oh yeah the guy outside yeah yeah he's basically kind of using the the protesters almost as another character you know Mm. to get people entrenched in it and it was really interesting um and kind of um once the reporter has seen like one show he then kind of interviews um paula and kind of 
poses her the question that like is she not scared that you know she'll she, someone will try to assassinate her in, in real life you know she's murdered on stage every night it would be the ultimate for kind of both a fan plus someone that's kind of on the outside against her to, to want to kind of kill her in in the way that she's killed on screen every day and kind of that kind of spirals into the the rest of the movie and kind of where we go from there and kind of um john and paula's kind of you know him continuing to interview her and uh, kind of you know his it's kind of his story really you know he's he's not really sure what story he's going to be writing for the newspaper and it's kind of him developing his own story and us unearthing kind of what's going on at this theater as he's developing his kind of story for for the newspaper Hmm. um for the rest of the movie um and yeah i mean do you want to tell me what you thought of this one you've already said a little bit but yeah i mean um the the dynamic that you just discussed there about kind of the audience um and their response to 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 paula that was kind of like one of the early things i really liked um where they are you know you're you're being sold this performance you know and you go there Mm. and you want to be like in with the character almost like in a kind of wrestling type scenario where it's like you know you want to cheer the 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 good guys and boo the bad guys and so it's kind of like everyone's in on it when they go there of like yeah we want to see um paula die um but like you say you get that sense of it it kind of does feel like it's going a little bit too far um yeah the bloodlust is getting like yeah, yeah like the first scene of her her first on on stage death is mm. kind of you know it, it's weird because yeah the people are like chanting her and she's kind of you know she's quite badly tortured and and you know straight up beheaded on on stage i think is the first one and yeah. kind of you know it's a you know for people to then be just be like screaming with excitement for it it, it feels kind of worse than watching it on a big screen and not having the actual people there but watching it on a stage play and people having that bloodlust to see someone die Mm. um definitely did feel a little bit more macabre especially yeah because they they are you know they're chanting her name and stuff and it it does start to feel personal to the point where it's like because she's like in in the film as well not only the actress in real life but in the in the actual film world she is a very fantastic actress mm. and and she's kind of like the best thing going at their theater anyway and she kind of knows that that you know they, they would be sort of nothing without her um, yeah and it does start to feel like oh yeah you know do they actually respect her is she just someone that gets killed and do they actually realize sort of how good they've got it um, yeah and all exactly. that early stuff is like really fascinating before you really start to like you say unravel with with john and kind of um paula's backstory and and kind of what's the the grander scheme of the hotel yeah um and especially a couple of other characters there's a guy who's kind of in charge of like effects at the theater um, yeah he's kind of a cool character yeah like his his one's really interesting as the movie goes on because he's kind of the one that's he has a really close um personal relationship with paula um and mm. that's kind of really gets interesting as the movie goes on um well she... it's kind of them two combined that's the the selling point of the theater it's her performance and it's his effects being able to kill her and they've developed this bond because of it in kind yeah. of a weird way which is which is interesting yeah definitely the, the believability of it and why people love going to the show so much is exactly what you said the combination of those two it's the mm. the combination of really good like practical effects and it's great that they show it in the movie of kind of how they do it um yeah there's kind of like a pivotal sort of quite a few scenes towards the end that are kind of building towards this like throat slitting moment and they kind of show you how they would you know do that in a theater show multiple times and mm. um that's really really cool um 
but yeah like another thing worth mentioning as well is like this movie is definitely one of the most different kind of compared to a lot of the other movies we saw at fright mm-hmm. fest you know it's a it's a period piece so it's set uh, in a very specific time a long time ago i believe it yeah, was the 30s, 1930s it? i yeah. think yeah um the style of it it's very noir um it's it feels like an art house movie in a lot of ways mm. um as opposed to kind of like the more you know we just seen puppet master before this <laughs> um which is like pretty much as far away from art house as you could get um so like i don't know man i thought i thought it was you know beautiful <laughs> um but but yeah i mean that's not to say anything about the quality of the movies at all it's just kind of the style of it um yeah so so i guess going in it was like on paper i don't think this would have been something i'd have been that into but no i would have i would have not wanted to see this yeah Uh, like if i'd have known everything you've described there is not what i'm interested Mm. in watching yeah Um, i I definitely think I'd, i'd be more open to it but it's still not my cup of tea like the only thing that's really kind of up my alley is the fact that it's french um because i just every, almost every french horror film i love i oh sorry i watch i absolutely love um bar mm. like a very select few and so that was kind of but again that's like a the kind of the new wave of, of extreme french cinema which is completely again completely different yeah to what this, movie's different. Going this, for. this is more of an old school french like you say noir sort of yeah it, it, almost like if you took out some of the deaths which again it, it's kind of hard to do because this movie does revolve around all of it um <laughs> But it's, this isn't that far away from like a, um, like a Shape of Water or something like that. Yeah, or like um, a Black Swan, even. You yeah, know. it's um, really not that far removed. It, but the the her kind of, you know, on stage deaths and then kind of like as things start to happen later on in the movie, everything is very violent and mm. very over the top and very well done. Yeah. Um, you know, the gore in this um is is very well done. Um and definitely would uh, put it you know very much in the the straight up horror category and and not kind of you know like the back black squad has always been one that people have kind of tried to like pull into horror and i've never really thought so you know th- this categorically is you know mm. with 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 that level of gore and violence yeah definitely um, um but yeah i mean like i say going into this i just wasn't sure what to make of it and i i really wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as i did and by the end of it i really loved this movie um i thought the ending was really interesting as well obviously without going into it but it was kind of more than i was expecting from a movie like this and definitely left me thinking um it was a movie that i'm glad that we saw in this context because i don't think we would have ever seen it otherwise no um, but in any other context i would have liked a bit of time to really sort of think and process it because i was still in that world in that kind of setting of the characters and the time and the place and everything like they've really won me over with just the world that they built on screen and mm. so to immediately try and try to immediately forget that to go into a next film i did find very difficult and it was the only time out of all the movies we saw where i actually had that problem um but but obviously like i say overall i was i love this movie like I, it's not a movie that i would usually be into at all and, and as far as kind of recommending it on a show like this it would be really <laughs> difficult to because you i'd have to know a lot about the type of movies that you enjoy um because this is a very very acquired taste i imagine that it's not going to be well received at a fright fest audience that would be my mm. guess um but it's i personally thought know, it was fantastic it? yeah i i i enjoyed this movie i definitely wasn't as hot on it as you i kind of i appreciated the the story they're trying to tell i really enjoyed seeing the theater um mm. side of things and kind of her kind of dying on stage a few the first few times and that sort of thing as we started to kind of unpack the, um, 
you know, more into her and more into the theatre side of things. I kind of kind of kind of waved in and out of it a bit and you know i still like i say i i enjoyed the overall story they gave me and i'm not down on this film at all it's just one of those where it it the fact that this is just completely not my cup of tea and then i've actually ended up enjoying it is is a massive testament to it but Mm. um like you say it's a very hard one to recommend to to what our audience is you know um because this is a movie that the yeah you've got to be in the right frame of mind to watch it and i almost think like we certainly would not have seen this like you say if we if it wasn't at a fright fest but i almost feel like this isn't best viewed at a fright fest like Mm. you say that you're instantly on to the next one and you know like a puppet master is perfect you just kind of buzzing about the crazy kills that have happened you know i was kind of you know come out of puppet master just like hell yeah let's go see something else crazy and then i watched like like this movie which is just kind of very intense very um you know it it was it looked beautiful you know the effects were amazing the style was very good and for me i'm not a fan of period pieces but i actually really enjoyed this setting and the way this looked um Mm. which is another testament to this movie um you know like i say it's, it's real good it's just not for me something that i'm like massively struck on and then by the time we kind of had to move on to our next screening i think i never really mentally went back to it too much Mm. um you know where, whereas i think if i'd have had more time to ferment on it i might have ended up higher on it but you know due to the circumstance it was just kind of on to the next one <laughs> yeah um as fright fest is it's worth noting as well that um netflix have picked this one up um yeah well this is this is a weird one because um the director was kind of there wasn't he and did mm. a little talk beforehand uh um and he basically was saying that um uh you know, th- this was always a Netflix production as well. And so kind of he he had that in mind as he was making it. And he kind of made the point that um, most people switch uh, if they try something, they, they switch it off within 30 seconds if they, you know, of the film starting. So he made a point to make the first 30 seconds very, um, you know, interesting and to get people hooked in and kind of watching this film. um the the first thirty well the first kind of scene of this movie doesn't really make sense why it's mm, there yeah um and it and it kind of for me I preferred the the scene after the scene that we talked about her talking uh, and explaining about herself and kind of that as an opening scene is strong and kind of quite powerful and kind of what he's actually tried to do to give to make people interested I find less interesting yeah. than the second scene which you know. I think it's quite an interesting thing, really. And, and, you know, the fact that he had that in mind for the whole shoot. um, But, yeah, it's I would have not had this picked as like a Netflix movie. No, I I find it. I I don't know how they're going to market this. Um, (laughs) I'm not sure when it's going to come out. Um, It says September 7th in France. Right. So I don't know whether I wondered if it was, you know, Netflix worldwide, Netflix France or whatever. Yeah, it just says September 7th, France. So, like, Mm. I wonder, like, what the distribution will be and, you know, what territories we'll get to see this in. Um, But, yeah, it was it was definitely one that I'm glad I've watched because it's something, you know, you go to a Fright Fest to see certain things and and to see something that is kind of out of your comfort zone is also, you know, cool. And, and then you to actually enjoy it is, is even better. Yeah, definitely. 
it was a it was a big surprise for me. It was definitely my biggest surprise of the festival, um, and that was a really cool moment for sure. Um, but yeah, kind of straight after that, that was uh, like I said before, where we had kind of the smallest gap between the movies, um, where we pretty much had to just run to the Prince Charles Cinema. Yeah, um, we 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 did not realize our timings. Yeah, and literally. <laughs> yeah, well, this was. I mean, like most assassinated women in the world is a long film anyway. I think mm. in that and sort of summer were the two longest films that we saw. Um, Couple with that, that with the fact that they were definitely running late. I think that the intro on this one was quite long, wasn't it? Yeah. With the director talking, um, yeah. and so then kind of by the time the movie had finished, and then it was like obviously. So the main screen film that was next was Incident in a Ghostland, yeah. Um, which of course we've already seen. Uh, we covered it back for episode ninety nine, um, so you guys can go check that out. It was a complete spoiler free discussion as well because we knew that most people wouldn't have seen the movie at that point. Um, we can obviously say that we both absolutely loved the movie. Um, um, and oh, I'm one really, of my movies of the year, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that people have got to check it out at a big festival like Fright Fest, and, and I've seen mm-hmm. that on a lot of people's uh, top movies as well, which I'm, it's really great to yeah, see. Yeah, me too. Um, me too. But yeah. I think, I, I wonder where it would be on, on our list. Um, you know, I think it would probably be my favorite movie. Like, I was trying to oh, think, easy, like, where it would be. It'd easily be. be my number two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I'm like, would it be, would it be favorite or two? Like, it would definitely be one or two for me. Mm um so yeah i'm glad people finally got to see it definitely but yeah we obviously took this opportunity to see a new film a different film um yeah obviously there was a a couple to choose from um but this one that was kind of it really stood out to me like it sounded like a really interesting concept um one that was again it felt tonally different to the movies it was seeing i think that was one of my favorite things about this festival was Mm. really out of the nine movies i don't think tonally any of them are similar um the only one potentially is kind of um puppet master and then the the next movie that we're going to talk about yeah i was gonna say they're, but even then they're not actually that oh similar. yeah they're very different yeah it's only really kind of the fact that they're they're both kind of rely on you know really cool practical effects um but again mm. that was in a lot of these movies as well yeah um, this had some so, cool practical effects oh this had some amazing effects mm. i thought and again this felt as well like definitely the most indie and smaller movie that we saw out of all of them yeah um, which is cool again to see a different variety um and again coming off of um most assassinated you know it's a it was on the massive screen it was a fancy art house flick with netflix behind it you know one of the biggest companies in the world um so then go to this smaller little screen um at the prince charles cinema to see life changer mm. um so yeah this one is probably the one that people are going to know the least about so yeah give us a give us a synopsis on this one yeah definitely um this um yeah, this movie is a really kind of interesting um, idea. We we basically join a um, shapeshifter, um, basically just in the middle of like their life, and kind of you know using the word shapeshifter like that's something that people can picture straight away. Mm. Um, you know, it, but that's how it's kind of like branded in all the advertising. Um, it's basically this. Um, uh, he, he, we kind of learn more about him through an inner monologue that he kind of, you know, is talking to us whilst the events are kind of going on in the movie. And we find out that basically he was, he basically discovered he was a shapeshifter when he was kind of a teenager. And what it means basically is that he uses up his body and, and needs to take over another body in order to, you know, uh, stay alive. So he, touches someone and he basically absorbs their he, he on screen it looks like he's basically just sucking the life out of them they um 
basically become like a decomposed body within seconds and he sucks all of that out of them but in doing so he also kind of absorbs their um, not all of their memories but absorbs some of their memories and also takes on their shape and look um and his his basic uh idea at this point we we join him when he's much older and he's been doing this for a number of years and we join him and he's basically decided to live the life of the person that he's kind of taken over because he finds us the best way to kind of stay hidden in plain sight is basically what he says Hmm. um but as we join him he's basically um now having to switch bodies quite frequently um you know he said in the past that he could have a body for years and at this point it it could be a matter of hours until Mm. his body starts to get worn up and basically what happens is his body starts to kind of rot away and show signs of uh, decomposing and he knows he has to quickly then take on another body and kind of take take their shape um and yeah i mean that's that's the movie we're joining him kind of he's still ultimately trying to figure out like who he is like he he calls himself a shape shifter but he's basically said like he's he 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 doesn't know anyone like him you know he is a monster that's just stayed hidden and and has no one to kind of you know gauge with as to what what the hell's going on with him yeah um, he doesn't know what he is you know he says that a lot in the kind mm. of there's a lot of voiceover throughout the movie yeah. um and that's kind of really our only kind of consonant throughout the entire film yeah. because like i say we have our lead character throughout the entire movie but he's played by what is it at least five or six different actors throughout yeah the movie. yeah because every time he takes the form of the new character so yeah we're seeing we're seeing this shapeshifter being p- portrayed as multiple different people throughout this movie it's kind of there's two or th- there's about three blokes and two women is there maybe yeah maybe five like yeah yeah um yeah and, and that's you know super interesting because um you you develop a real bond with him um his name's drew isn't it is his what he classes as his real name but at this right. point he almost doesn't really know who he is anyway mm. um but you get a real bond with him even though you are seeing multiple characters be him um when when this movie was first kind of put on my radar it was something that i was a little conscious of thinking that oh like you know it's, it's a very indie movie and to have five people try to play the lead and be the same character and be convincing that's a tough thing to be able to pull off um and this movie absolutely delivers that every every one of his forms was great they all um embodied that character um and they all brought something new to the table as well and i enjoyed every one of them there was a there's a couple that he's kind of in longer during the running time of this movie um and they were absolutely fantastic um and yeah, I mean, do you want to go into kind of your detailed thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, it, it, a lot of the this movie has a lot of really interesting themes and kind of it was definitely the movie that I felt the most emotionally invested in out of mm-hmm. all of the movies, um, which really wasn't expecting it. You know, <laughs> you know, reading kind of the synopsis, I expected it to be a more fun almost wacky horror film i expected it to be like an episode of the x-files yeah where it's like you know? oh you've got a shapeshifter and they're, and they're chasing forms and obviously it's gonna have some you know deaths in it and, and maybe a little bit of emotional weight um but i wasn't expecting that to be the main driving force of this movie which it absolutely is and mm. that kind of 
it immediately happens really like it happens quite early on where i felt really attached to this individual because yeah they're just they're such a lost person he's in just their very mind. sympathetic as a character you know the the, the monologue that we're getting um the voiceover um just makes you feel super sympathetic for him or at least it did me and and, and you as well yeah, which is insanely hard to do because you're yeah. murdering people constantly. And, like, that is a really odd dynamic for people that haven't seen this movie. It'll sound odd, and it's mm. it's an odd thing to describe. But if you've seen the movie, you'll understand it. And because it, it's not a traditional um, kind of movie in the sense of, you know, who do you root for? Who are you, who are you fighting for? Who are you fighting against? It's, it, it's purposely all over the place, like I said, because yeah. of the fact that our main character is so lost. And I really yeah. enjoyed that. It's, it's just about an individual in this world who doesn't even know what he is, let alone who he is, if he's even a he at this point. Um, mm. And yeah, he's, true. he's really trying to just cling on to anything that he can kind of remember as part of him. And obviously the main kind of driving force throughout the movie is, is this love, this past love um, mm. for what we assume is kind of like a previous girlfriend. Um, and we were introduced to her character and she's kind of the only other actor who's kind of in the movie a lot, you know, playing the same character. Yeah, she's um, the only constant that, that kind of, you know is in this other than the other shapeshifter characters exactly and so like it's it's her dynamic with meeting all these sort of new versions of the same character and him having mm. to kind of pretty much take the first steps to getting to know someone again and again and like the part of that's like a little bit heartbreaking um especially when you start to learn kind of like how much he is in love with his character but he just can't show it you know because yeah she doesn't know who you are you know you can't just go up and hug and kiss them you have to just act like a stranger and that's like a really weird and interesting dynamic dynamic yeah um I, I just think this movie has like so many ideas and themes that i just really wasn't expecting it and really does it, it pulls off like almost all of them um it, it goes at a really steady pace like it doesn't drag on um the, the ending is a little bit out there but i think that kind of the movie that they had set up um it was always going to be really hard to end a movie like this because it's kind yeah. of you've always got that ticking clock you know of like him always have to shapeshift and that's never really going to get a resolution is it because ultimately, yeah the you know, ending the movie... fell slightly flat for me but but ultimately I still enjoyed didn't, it didn't take down any of my disappointment yeah, it was it was i didn't expect it to ha at least have an ending and i feel like yeah. it did have an ending first and foremost like, I, I kind of thought a movie like this would just end and it would be yeah, like I know what you mean. this character <laughs> is still going to be a shapeshifter once this movie's over and i actually did feel like it had a some what satisfying conclusion yeah um, you're right yeah it was just I, it was just so out there wasn't it um, yeah proper bizarre though not unexpected yeah. but i mean like like overall like this movie again really blew me away and like i was yeah. completely surprised seeing a random ass movie on one of the smaller screens at fright fest you know when everyone else is going to see instant in the ghost land <laughs> um like not expecting it this is under the fright fest uh, presents isn't it um banner yeah um, yeah. so this is kind of they pick a few of the small indie movies which obviously don't really have any sort of distribution it is essentially a distribution label under fright fest um yeah. they've done this in the past and i think that they have potentially is it three or four or maybe a couple more from this festival yeah um, there's there's a few isn't there this, this one seemed like a late one because um kind of in the program there are ones that are branded kind of uh the first blood kind of fright fest kind of ones but this mm. one is just nothing on there but it was kind of announced before we had a little kind of uh interview with the director uh justin mcconnell mm. um he came across extremely well in the interview i thought and kind yeah. of got me got me pumped for for the movie um which which was great and then kind of yeah said about it there because this this was a european premiere um mm. 
it had only been aired kind of towards the end of July, I think, in uh, Canada Film Festival, Fantasia. Right. Because um, this was a it's a Canadian film, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, yeah, I was I was absolutely blown away by this. Uh, it was probably my favorite just like experience. Mm. The cinema felt super intimate. Like I say, the the director had a great talk beforehand and felt super like. Uh, you know, embedded in this and ex- and genuinely excited for us to watch his movie. Um, mm. I really appreciate it as well. Um, I kind of took note after a lot of these when the uh, talks were happening that the directors and cast and whoever was talking would, would you know, all, all came across pretty well, um, but would have their interview beforehand and then leave the cinema, mm. um, which is, you know, it's fair enough. But whereas with Justin, he literally just sat down on the back row and watched his movie <laughs> and was just buzzing to watch it with a, with a, with an audience. And I, I really enjoyed and appreciated that. And it kind of made it feel even more intimate and heartfelt. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the, the movie is, uh, you know, a, a real shock for me because yeah, I wasn't expecting anything. And to have something that I was so emotionally invested in and just enjoyed throughout really like the from from the second the movie starts it got me in you know um the opening scene is kind of you know straight away just throws you in at the deep end it doesn't it doesn't take a while to get it going and then you're just on this journey um and you kind of said like how um i think it's julia the the um female that kind of our lead character is you know trying to get with throughout the course of the movie um when you um kind of meet uh julia multiple times and like you say he's kind of trying to almost win her over with multiple different characters and kind of date her um it really reminded me of like a 51st dates or you know kind of like one of these not in a cheesy way rom-com but kind of when when a rom-com becomes charming like this kind of you know he's almost using his past experience like he knows what drinks she likes he knows the music she likes he can kind of impress her by saying you know a a one-liner about an obscure band and then she's like oh i love that band and like Mm. i really appreciated that like him knowing how to play the ins to get in with her fast um was an interesting thing and it wasn't done in a cd way either because that that can be done you know do you know what i mean like he knows a lot about her he can almost it seems like he's tricking her but it doesn't ever feel like that it always feels genuine it always feels like it's coming from a place where he's just desperate to be with this person that he feels he should be with Hmm. um and yeah but then the actual horror side of this is also very good um i mentioned that kind of uh his um way of hiding is to kind of live the life of that character mostly you know he tends to get a bit bored and, and move on um but I really enjoyed that. There was a couple of scenes in particular. Um, I don't really want to talk about them because we're staying spoiler free. But mm. they had the, the, there was one kind of where he's in a job role. Uh, and I really felt tense during that because there is a real sense of horror that this guy is, you know, someone that everyone genuinely believes he's that person he's not at all and he could kill someone at any point and he's also just there's just something super creepy about him being this imposter that no one knows about and i Mm. kind of forgot it for chunks of the movie and then it really hit me during certain scenes that made it super effective and actually 
more chilling than I, than I kind of expected it to be. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the best things about this movie is that he's not just stealing the person's look. He's stealing yeah. their life. Like, he yeah. he does want to assume them because, you know, that's the best way for him to not draw attention to himself. Is kind of like, as an example, you know, if you take over a family man, you're going to become a family man. Like, that is yeah. now your family. You're not just a dude in, a in you know, pretending to be in that family. Yeah, and he'll go to their job and act mm. out their job. And I yeah. thought that was interesting as well because he, he, he says, like, oh, you know, I've been you know whatever a bus driver 50 times i know yeah. how to drive a bus by now <laughs> uh you know and uh i really i really enjoyed that as like a thing where I'm just like i wonder how many lives he's actually taken over mm. um but yeah this this was a real treat for me it was it's the exact reason why i go to a fright fest uh yeah. I wonder if we would have ever seen this movie. Yeah. Um, and yet this will be, you know, it, it's up there with one of my favorite movies of this year. Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, which which is incredible. And yeah, definitely the main reason for going to an event like this. And especially again, kind of to to, to um, mention it as well, like I'm, I discussed before, is like this is really really indie this type of movie like this yeah. felt like a almost shoestring shoestring budget you know i believe it's a first time director um and yeah he's pretty it, much wrote and direct and kind of like he said beforehand he's pretty much like got some of his friends to be the some of the actors in the movie yeah and yeah they're all incredible yeah like the level of quality of this is way higher than you would possibly think about you know coming off a place of a small string budget it's going to have multiple actors playing the same character um it needs at times to have really 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 good special effects which it does as well um also really well shot looked really really nice on on the the screen that we saw it um this is a movie that like i'll 100 percent watch again um oh yeah me too i think it's coming in january they said Um, yeah they were very loose on that but it seems to be kind of beginning of next year at least by the sounds of things january Obviously, yeah. Fright Fest is a very much UK distribution, so mm. who the hell knows about the rest of the world? But, um, you know, I'd imagine that that um, it'll probably come out in the states, you know, this year. Yeah, with that definitely. in mind. And, and this is a movie that I'll be recommending to people for a long oh, time, yeah. and and whenever it is more readily available, um, we'll definitely let you guys know because I I think this is one that needs oh, to be on people's great. radar. I think it's it's different enough now. You know, we've done over a hundred shows and there isn't True that story. much that we can really compare this to in terms of an emotionally driven kind of you know it's it's almost like a creature feature in some ways yeah um, i mean it's really it, independent it, as well it's kind of like a very low you know we saw the highest high-end version of this in shape of water yeah and then we kind of see like this is this is like the other end of the spectrum mm. both fantastic yeah and um, really like it, it's cool to see not only it's it's definitely a horror film but like kind of the main um driving force of the movie is love and and that's really important to the story and and it comes across in a really nice way and then also again without spoiling anything has twists and turns that use that um that that love story and it really packs a punch and it it really hit me in the face a couple of times that i wasn't expecting where i was really like oh god like that wasn't what i was expecting um yeah yeah, i thought this movie was fantastic like really 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 good hats off it was great yeah this movie this this was the surprise definitely a fight for us fight fest for me just super pumped about it like coming out Mm -hmm. it was definitely like i just kind of you know you you come out and you just want to shout about it instantly yeah 
yeah, it's one of those ones where you kind of like, oh, you can't believe that no one's talking about it. Yeah, I know. Um, because, yeah, obviously I get it, because especially the slot I was in, you know, think about it for us as well. Like, if we hadn't have seen Incident early... Yeah, um, exactly. We'd have 100% gone to see Incident. Yeah. And, like, and, and again, I don't blame people, because Incident no, is absolutely Incident's fantastic. fantastic. <laughs> but, like, this was this should not have been, you know, that they yeah. I think they buried this movie. Um, yeah. And people, more people need to see it for sure. Um, Definitely. But yeah, what only one more movie to go. Um, the last one. Yeah, the sort of the very very late showing on the uh, the Friday night. Very um, late. <laughs> yes, and we felt it. Um, but yeah, back on the main screen um, for a movie called Boar. Um, Gee, this what's one, this about? Yeah, this one's interesting. But before we get into the movie, I need to discuss the intro for this movie. Um, <laughs> Because, like you say, you get kind of these intros for all of these movies. Um, a lot of them are people that are actually physically there, which is great. Um, you know, we talked about kind of... I think the two that stood out for me was Mega Time Squad and Life Changer. Because yeah. was, not only was it just the director, which is obviously, in my opinion, one of the most important people involved in the production. Um, but also the fact that they were from, you know, New Zealand and Canada. Um, it's not like they've just copped on a bus and mm-hmm. came here in 30 minutes. Like, this is a commitment to come to this festival. Um, oh, and they were both buzzing to be there as well, which is yeah. always fun. And they both had these crazy time slots and, and they, you know, like they were half empty screenings as well. And like, I'm really, really glad that they showed their support for their movies. Um, and so kind of going into this one at the at the last screening, um, their kind of guest star was um, basically this dude from Geordie Shaw called Ricky, um, who is in this movie. But he is may as well not even be in this movie. Like he yeah. has no connection to this movie whatsoever. He kind of he clearly just got paid to turn up one day and get murdered. Um, yeah. I don't even feel bad about spoiling the fact that he gets murdered because it's not a spoiler. It's not really part of the story. No, like, and he, I mean you'll be grateful he is murdered. Like, yeah, and like but like he says it himself in the little intro. He was like, oh well, you know, I just turned up and they killed me and it was great. Um, and and basically was like. Yeah, it was it was weird. It was proper weird. Like I don't want to hate on this guy weird. because he's he's just living his life and, and good luck to him. But oh, like, he's this, living the dream, man. But this was the one out of all of them where it was like, why is this dude here? Like yeah. I was, I would love to have seen the uh, the main screen, the big big screen's reaction to this dude, um, yeah. because it felt like the most out of place guy I've seen at Fright Fest all weekend. <laughs> so I had to Definitely. just call that, and that was that was a really odd start to this movie, which is then kind of really different and not. I enjoyed the posters for this movie that says uh, coming in theaters 2017 and (laughs) uh, the other poster says uh, 2019 limited cinema release from June 17. Oh, great. So, yeah, I've yeah. Already seen this one. Um, yeah, it was new to us, and yeah, we watched it. I mean, this yeah. the kind of the the title is perfect because it describes the movie. But do you want to give us an even more in depth? Yes, just just to kill a fucking pig, one? man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, literally, yeah. It's a giant boar. It's it's running around Australia, and it's and it's and it's messing people up. Yep, um, job done. Uh, I mean, Bill Mosley's in it. it. Yeah, Bill Mosley's in it. He doesn't need to be in it either. Um, no he's definitely no. probably the most disappointing character for me yeah um, i mean i always appreciate seeing his face but that's about it i'm just like i do yeah. i always get a bit thrown when he plays like a nice guy um, yeah me too. when he's not the most seedy like disgusting human being on the planet i'm like bill what are you even doing yeah um, do you know what i mean it's like if you see richard breaking something and he's just like the nice guy it'd be like what yeah. are you doing you're a psychopath yeah um so that was weird but yeah i mean there's not a huge amount to say about this movie what, what did you think of it yeah, I mean, yeah, we we knew what we were getting going into this, but we almost didn't get that. This movie tries to tell you a lot of 
it sets a lot of characters up and a lot of story. Um, The first kind of half an hour is a lot of dialogue in this kind of outback Australian kind of setting. Yeah, this has Um, more story than about four other movies we saw over the week. Yeah, (laughs) and kind of the dialogue was very enjoyable, but Mm. it almost felt like we was watching like a X-rated version of home and away or something because not, not because of any violence or anything like that, just because of the language that people were using. But I kind of, I was enjoying it, but I was also very conscious that it was gone midnight. I was very tired (laughs) and I wanted to see a board just impale people. Mm. And I didn't get that for a long time. Yeah. Um, And by the time I did, I was, I was very tired and kind of really just wasn't uh you know it 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 spent too long getting to what i needed you know we spoke about puppet master and how that did the same thing but when it when it did eventually give it to me it gave me great crazy kills and crazy gore this one just gave me like a a very low budget kind of you know it was a it was a well-made creature but it certainly does show like you know, it, it at times it did look ropey, mm. and the kills are very much just blood splatter and screaming. You know, it's not crazy stuff going on really. And um, you know, I can't hate on it because it it, it knows what it is, and um, I I just really wanted to play into it more. Really, mm. you know, I just wanted this board to like just fuck things up constantly, and it and it doesn't. It it really does take a long while. Uh, you know, there's there's a scene with some characters that are kind of drinking beers, and they kind of see uh, uh, some people camping in the distance, and they kind of go over to them, and that that scene took so long. And I was like, how have really they not been life. murdered yet? <laughs> it was pre- it was pretty funny. That's why, like, I can't hate on this movie, but. Mm. It gave me something that I didn't want, and I did kind of enjoy it, but I just wish it would have given me just, you know, I'm watching this movie, you know, I've, I've seen, this is my sixth movie of the day, I, um, you know, it's gone midnight, I just want some dumb violence of a boar killing people, and, it, and it, it tried to give me something else that I didn't really need at that time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I see where you're coming from. Like, I, I, I quite enjoyed this movie, like, more than I was expecting, really. Um, mm. Just because you look at it and it's, like, the title and the name and everything, and it, it looks like the most kind of straight-to-DVD trash you could possibly imagine. Yeah. Um, and especially with... Yeah, and it actually that, wasn't that, you know? No, you know, it's got, like, a cameo from a, a bloody reality TV star in it and stuff, and you, you just yeah. expecting it to be... A wrestler and Bill Mosley. Like... Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like, you know, they're just trying to get anything to make you pick up that box and buy it, and then once you see it, you just know it's terrible. But in actual fact it's it's pretty good like it, i completely agree with everything you said it's it's very long-winded and spends a lot of time setting stuff up um that it doesn't really need to uh, what i will say is kind of like judging it as a more complete movie like i at least respect that they went for some stuff and yeah i don't have genuine it did have genuine characters you know i think we we kind of said after it didn't we whereas like if you combine kind of the the characters and the dialogue and actual interesting plot with like the amazing effects and kills in puppet master like overall yeah. you'd have like a really complete film yeah really um, good one and, yeah. and both those movies were missing both those elements and like you say yeah. the boar stuff which is obviously what you what you what you come here for it is a real mixed bag because i think a couple of the stuff is really fun and yeah. it looks good but but way too much of it is just too dark um like the vast majority of this movie is set at night and so 
they try and really hide the boar because obviously they haven't built like a whole boar. They use different parts of it for different close-ups and <laughs> you can kind of tell that that's what they're doing. Um, but it, it works and a lot of the times it's just a shame that they go so dark and then kind of there is a couple of moments of really ropey CGI um, especially when they need the boar kind of running from a distance. Um, yeah. It looks really, really bad. Um, but yeah, like it was it was fun for what it was. I will say <laughs> as well the, um, the, the wrestler guy, what you said, I don't know what his name is. Yeah, Nathan Jones. Um, he was really entertaining like way way more so than anyone has any right to be in a movie like this yeah he, um, he was way better than he should be yeah like he was he was super entertaining man like any any time they used his size um i thought it was great it, it looked great on the screen but also it was really well done tongue-in-cheek kind of the way he talks to other characters yeah. um he suits that role brilliantly like he looks like a madman but you know at the core of him like he, he bet he's like an absolute teddy bear yeah um i thought he was great like he yeah, was he the was one good. out of it where i was like i'll remember how funny and great he was yeah, and then everything was else was a little bit kind of nah. It was okay. Like I'm glad uh, we saw this, and I didn't. You know, I didn't hate it, but it was no. Me mean. neither. Me neither. There's some great uh, one-liner user reviews, you know, available for this on IMDb as well. Right. Uh, my favorite two is just boring, <laughs> and if you like Jaws, watch it again instead of this. <laughs> <laughs> that one's good. Yeah, they're my favorite two. <laughs> Why didn't we say that for the Meg? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that should be our tagline. Hey, not, let's not hate on that movie again. Um, but yeah, that was that was the yeah, final. Some movie. people liked it. <laughs> some people absolutely love that film, and I've met them. They exist. They do uh, exist. <laughs> we have met them. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that was the final movie. Um, yeah. Unfortunately for us, obviously, it was the festival was only just beginning, but we sadly had to leave. Um, so yeah, that was, I mean, our overall kind of thoughts on all the films. Um, mm-hmm. I guess we can kind of talk about, um, obviously, we asked people to send in their favourites um, of the festival. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, I guess a lot of these people would have maybe gone for all the days or different days to us. So we've got a few here, and then we'll kind of do, I guess, our... Let's do, do like personal... Three. Yeah, do do a top three, because um, we only saw nine movies as well. So yeah. um, uh, the first one is from uh, Sophie on Twitter. Um, of course, uh, you can send us uh, any sort of message on, on Twitter at SHBpod, um, as always. And uh, yeah, so Sophie sent us saying her favourites were um, Summer of 84, uh, Secret Santa. Um, I don't remember that one, Secret Santa, do you? No, no. Yeah, that wasn't no, one that not... I was massively kind of uh, aware of what it was. I'll definitely look that one up because we always need new Christmas movies to fill December. Um, so hopefully that'll be available then. Um, Climax movie, of course, the uh, the closer. Nice. Um, the Fright Fest documentary, of course, which we talked about. Um, and What Keeps You Alive. Uh, do you remember that one as well? Do you remember mm, what, what Keeps You yeah, Alive was? I think we were trying to... Um... That was one that we was there not one that was shown one of the days we were there on one of the screens. I can't quite remember to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of films at this festival. Didn't they say there's like over <laughs> eighty or something? It was, it was, it's the bra- it's the record for them, isn't it? Yeah, it's a lot. Um, so yeah, this next one is from Brooker. Um, so he said uh, in at number five, he he numbered these ones. In at number five was Terrified. Um, number four Ooh. is The Dark. Um, number three is Upgrade, um, which we will have more to say on that at the end of the show. Um, Hell yeah. Number two is Tigers Are Not Afraid. Um, that was on this, a lot of people's lists. A lot of people's lists. This was at uh, the uh, Glasgow Fright Fest at the start of the year. Um, and then this was kind of the, the English premiere of this movie. And yeah, I've only seen it, uh, good things about this movie. So definitely one that's on our radar for the future. Um, and in, in at number one, Incident in a Ghostland. Hell yeah. Well played. Yes. You know your stuff. Um, so yeah, that was a great one. Thanks for that. And then uh, this next one is from Matt. 
um of course long time listener of the show um and we saw you at the festival so yeah we had the pleasure of finally meeting you and uh, your buddy paul yeah exactly it was it was great meeting you guys and definitely we would love to do that more as well in the future um we'll definitely have to try and do that again next oh yeah year. it was super cool it's just finding the time as well oh yeah it's difficult on the on our second day we had no time between films like we said between life changer and or, or most assassinated and life changer it was crazy we literally had to run between yeah. screens <laughs> We were trying to remember to sort of, you know, eat food at some point in the day. Yeah, drink alcohol. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, we saw a lot of you guys that we've interacted with on Twitter throughout the throughout the years at Fright Fest. So yeah, definitely say hello next time. Mm. Um, but yeah, so Matt's list, uh, he's got another top five as well. Um, in at number five, the movie we just talked about, Boar. Nice. Which is good to see. He I does like a practical effect, does Matt? Yeah, I know he does. Um, I think that's very <laughs> consistent with his list here. Um, <laughs> because uh, number four is Book of Monsters. Um which was yeah. on the Saturday, so we unfortunately didn't get to see that one. Yeah, I was quite intrigued to check that one out. Um, it was, you know, it sounded like it was going to be a cool practical effect kind of treat, and by the sounds of things, it was. Yeah, definitely. Um, number three, he's got Puppet the- Master. Nice. Um, so you guys, you guys are loving that Puppet Master. Um, number two, Upgrade again. Um, again, we will we will talk about Upgrade in the future. Kind of, it's it's now finally getting its UK release. After Yay. it came out about five years ago in America. Um, and then in at number one, once again, is Incident in a Ghostland. Hell yeah. Um, great to see. I'm really glad that that's getting out. Like, I remember it, it'll be so funny to listen to that episode, but it was kind of one of the main things we were saying at the time was like, why is this movie just kind of come out and, and no one's really yeah. talking about it? And then like a week after that, it was like, oh, yeah, Arrow have picked it up as one of their only two releases from the entire festival, yeah. um, which is a big deal. And it's, you know, it's at uh, Fright Fest. Yeah, um, I'm sure I said like either in that episode or a later episode, I wouldn't be surprised if this turns up at Fright Fest. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, you definitely I'm pretty sure I called it. I'm, I'm claiming <laughs> it anyway. Yeah, it, it was funny, but um. <laughs> It, it was awesome as well that kind of the next day from the Sunday onwards, Arrow just had the Blu-ray sitting there that you could buy. Yeah, I know. I was so guided, well. man. I was I so guided. I've got my pre-order, <laughs> but it's just nice to pick it up at the event, isn't it? I know. Like, it's yeah. such a tease. Like, why can we... We should have just asked them, really. They had it there the entire time. Yeah. Oh, dear. Never but, mind. Um, Never mind. Yeah, should we just should we just quickly sort of... Obviously, we've already done an in-depth discussion of all the movies, but should we do mm. our own sort of personal top three? Yeah, yeah. Do you want me to go... Yeah, you go. So obviously, this isn't. This is kind of like just a bit of fun, really. Obviously, our, our yeah. main our main business uh, at the end of the year, the big top ten is the official uh, Super Horror Bros list of the year. Um, it's just for bands, guys. Yeah, this is just a bit of fun. So yeah, go on. Yeah, we what didn't you, even. You, you know, we weren't here for the whole thing. Uh, Have you got Puppet Master three times? No, I've got it once though. <laughs> in at number three. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, as I said, this was exactly what I needed, and mm. the, the over the top gore and just the kills alone um it just got there man i just i just dug it like so yeah that was that was three for me um number two um i think it's fairly clear like what our two favorite movies were (laughs) yeah you know number number two for me was life changer um just such a shock and out of nowhere and incredible and then the movie of the the event for me was summer of 84 like Mm. Um, the fact that it's now out on UK iTunes, I'm going to be watching it again in the next week. Mm. Um, absolutely loved it. We'll be talking to people, kind of horror fans and non-horror fans, recommending this just because I think it's an yeah. all-round great movie. Um, so yeah, that was that was my movie of Fright Fest. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, my top three very similar, uh, unsurprisingly. Um, 
in at number three, just the only difference, I do have uh, the most assassinated woman in the world. Um, of course, really, really dug that movie, and yeah, already already spoke about it earlier on today. Um, yeah, number two again, same as you, Life Changer, just completely blew me away and was so shocked. Um, and really, in at number one, obviously, Summer '84. Um, I don't think this was really in any sort of contention. Um, no. Pretty much from the moment I saw it, I was going to be really surprised. And like, even though I did really like Life Changer, especially, yeah, there was a big difference between my one and two like summer of 84 is is fantastic and like i say we can't recommend it enough and i'm really like i say like we said before i'm, I'm glad more people are gonna get to see it but i still think it's a travesty that this doesn't get a big release yeah but, you know, we'll, we'll it's got our like you know it's got the super horror bros fright fest award so yeah. you know put that on Definitely. the artwork yeah um there was just one thing before we kind of wrap up there was one thing i wanted to mention was that um i don't want to name any names so don't so don't name who we talked to but um basically we spoke to one of the organizers of fright fest at, at one point during the I mean, it narrows days. it down now <laughs> <laughs> listen anyone behind the scenes it could be and yeah we were having yeah. a good chat with them and of course for, you know basically for you guys but also for ourselves <laughs> i had to take this opportunity i had to bring up free from hell um i couldn't have forgiven myself if i didn't do it um um, so yeah i basically brought up the movie i was i was handily enough wearing my free from hell t-shirt at the time i mean and... you always are man <laughs> exactly i am right now <laughs> what are the chances um and uh yeah so i i basically said you know what get this at fright fest and yeah i'm gonna be honest with you guys it's looking slim the chances um <laughs> because yeah they hadn't even heard of the movie um let alone getting it for a fright fest mm. um now again i don't want to the, the main reason why i didn't want to name names is because i don't i don't think this is a bad thing or anything um, no no we don't want to rag on anyone no like yeah. it's it's a bit of fun like they've got more than enough on their plate right now like i bet they have like think about all the movies they have to watch that they reject yeah let alone watching every movie that was at his festivals so, like god knows how many horror movies they also have also one of the things i got the impression of is that they're so focused on this year and so mm. absorbed with it that they're not thinking about stuff that comes out next year you know th yeah. this could easily be on their radar if it's if it's available and hasn't premiered before next year's fright fest yeah because that's the point they'll start looking at it so i didn't i didn't necessarily take away that it's an absolute no it was just quite amusing <laughs> that yeah it's it couldn't be further away from their radar right now to say yeah. the least he, he did mention though that they he remembered that rob of course has been at fright fest yeah. before and he did specifically say that he was a good guy as well and that they had mm -hmm. a great relationship with him at that time yeah um but yeah just wanted to throw that out there of course if free from hell does premiere at fright fest now then you know who to thank so thank you very yep. much for that one um but yeah i mean do you have any other thoughts about this year's wonderful festival i think just to say that like you know everyone behind the scenes but especially the four guys like doing such an incredible job and i'm sure everyone is super grateful but certainly for us like discovering this event and going to it three years now in a row like absolutely love it and just you know, it's great to have people that are that passionate and getting in the level of kind of world premieres, exclusives, you know, things on their own distribution. Arrow very much involved now. Um, you know, it really helps put UK kind of cinema and our fandom on the map, uh, which I'm a massive fan of. So just kind of hats off to everyone, really. 
Yeah, I completely echo that sentiment. Like they they nailed it in terms of an event standpoint. You know, the, there was no problems whatsoever on our mm-hmm. end, and yeah, everyone involved with it. Obviously, the main four guys, but also everyone behind the scenes, the volunteers, everyone. It, it's such a wonderful um, family, you know, event at the end of the day. And yeah, yeah, we we both of us just cannot wait until the next one. Like I'm already kind of like half looking at the other events they do and being like, oh, there's the <laughs> Halloween one coming up. Um, just seeing what they got. But um, yeah, it's awesome. Like. Like this is this is obviously this is our Christmas for us for the show especially um, but even just as fans it makes it it makes it awesome you know it's a great event to go to um, and yeah we we couldn't recommend it enough like I know a lot more people that I know that are into it that are kind of like on the fence and mm. with this year especially you know we had a main reason for going the last two years yeah um specific films and this year when the lineup was announced we were a little bit like oh there isn't that much that's kind of drawing us in and you know we we went anyway because we wanted to and and like obviously we loved it and that's a testament to the fact that the festival itself is really really good and then hopefully you're going to see great films um it's never a case of you know oh if there isn't any big releases this year that we can't get then we just can't do it um because they've kind of proven that this year that you know even though like the ranger is an opening movie we weren't super into but like there was plenty of stuff even over just the two days that we saw oh yeah and i feel like more than our top two were uh, our movies that will be in our discussion for year ender you know so which is incredible yeah i I really wasn't expecting that for this year you know like you say the fact that there wasn't a specific movie that was going Mm. to see i was hoping that i would at least enjoy the event and then yeah you know the rest of the horror movies for us the year are what we'll talk about but yeah definitely Definitely. we're taking two for with us um and so, yeah, that's, that's awesome. It, it's a shame. I could talk about it for forever, but sadly it is over. Um, Don't you worry. Year. Those Fright Fest movies will keep coming. Yeah, they will. So, yeah, obviously um, next week, obviously it was at Fright Fest as well, but it's kind of finally getting its long-awaited UK cinema release, is Upgrade. Um, I feel like I must have mentioned this on the show so long ago. Like, I remember this was on my radar. It must have been, like, January time. Um where you know it like i'm i'm super into these types of movies you know rewatching mm. the raid recently love hardcore henry and that sort of thing i love that style of kind of horror mixing with like an action and sci-fi thrown in Definitely. as well um so yeah we're both really excited to check this out and yeah there's there's a ton of movies at fright fest that are available on demand now mm. um it's Which just, is awesome know, kind of, yeah it's awesome but it's also just a case of how we're going to find time for them because you know there's upgrade and then we're straight into more cinema releases with the nun and predator and yeah you know, we'll We'll, we'll find a way guys but yeah we, we might have to start pumping them out even more quickly than usual um i mean we've done three this week i was gonna say that is a we've lot. talked about nine movies bro yeah i don't know it feels like it as well <laughs> i'm gonna have a lie down me too me too um but yeah thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone and through my veins and travels to my head they said you'll die soon enough anyway shut up i can't mainly because i never could how could i start that